Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining Three Ministries in Suicide. As always, it's a pleasure to come into your home, to come to your car, into a place of work, wherever you might at the moment you're listening to the whether you're listening live now or whether you're listening later. It's such a blessing to come to your home and share the word of the Lord with you. And so tonight, I thought it was interesting that God gave me the topic. Who got to lose it? <laughs> the song, right? I made popular by Tina Turner. And I had planned to talk about what love looks like this month, but as I was preparing the show, that's what God said. And I was like, and I was just like, okay, God, I'm going with you. And so again, we know the song um, in the movie of the same name where Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett portrayed Tina Turner and Ike Turner in their career, their, their career together as a group, um, and then in their marriage. And we understand that it was not a happy marriage, that there was abuse going on, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse going on within the marriage. And so when Tina had an opportunity to break out on her own, one of her first songs was What's Love Got to Do, Got to Do with It, What's Love, but a second-hand emotion. Wow, <clears throat> that is such <clears throat> a powerful statement. It was such a powerful song based on what she had been through. And then such a powerful statement, What's Love Got to Do with It, and you know, to thinking about this topic and like, God, what do you want to say about this? And so there are so many, like, you know, couples, friends, family members, people in your job, maybe people you see when you're out and about who are in broken relationships. Their relationships are not happy for whatever the reason. Um, it could have been um, a betrayal, a betrayal such as a, a infidelity or <clears throat> you know, financial issues going on. It could be regular marital issues like sexual issues. You know, maybe one is not fulfilling the other or there's some issues going on there. But there is brokenness. Like in most of the relationships that I know, it's brokenness in those relationships. And it's led me to ask, God, like, why in the world are so many relationships, particularly marriages, broken? Like, you know, one spouse, I may be more distant than the other or may not be all in in the marriage in the respect of allowing their heart to be changed, allowing their mind to be renewed, uh, allowing um, some old habits and old things to break away so that they can be in a solid relationship with their spouse. You know, it's so many different reasons that I talked to. And just recently and then over the years, I've talked to so many different wives and have experienced so many relationships that are just broken, you know. And so what's love got to do with it? Well, actually, love has everything to do with it. And we're going to talk about it tonight in the respect of God's love and how powerful and wonderful and amazing God's love is. And when you have God's love, 
that brokenness can be healed so that the relation so that the individual will be whole and so that the relationship will be whole okay and so you like me have experienced brokenness like i had a boyfriend in my early 20s we dated for a little over a year that's the only guy that's really broke my he broke my heart it was um infidelity we were just dating but he you know was with someone else at the time and it was heartbreaking for me and you know i've been hurt in other relationships but that one left me broken and thankfully i had a strong um family unit and church um unit that helped me to overcome that helped me that you know help help me walk through that brokenness help pray me through help me pray um you know to get over that and it took a minute because I, like maybe some of you, when that brokenness occurred, I put walls up, around, through, all over my heart. You know, walls up, heart locked in, chains locked that nobody can get to because of the brokenness. And so it took some plowing of the Lord <laughs> really to unchain my heart. And for me to tear the walls out, and I'm going to tell you when it happened, I, I had been praying. Um, I knew I had some family members praying, church family praying, but I remember one night, I can't remember how long between, like, the brokenness um, that happened in the relationship and to the point that I, like, healed me for real, for real. You know, I was trying to walk it out, but it was hard. But I remember one night I was in my prayer and then I went into worship, often worship and pray together. And I was in worship, and I was stretched out in the floor. Like, I was gone. Like, just, it was just me and the Lord. And God literally put his hand inside of me and began to massage my heart. And in that massaging, he spiritually and physically, you know, put the pieces of my heart back together again and made me whole. I will never forget that moment. Like, that was phenomenal. And it was so much like God because God's will is that we are made whole. He does not want us fractured or broken due to past relationships, due to broken relationships, due to betrayals and disappointments in relationships. He wants to make us whole. And so part of that process of being made whole is to knowing the love of God, is to experiencing the love of God, allowing the love of God to shower over us, wash over us, and heal the brokenness within. Oh, my God. God is so amazing, and his love is just, like, out of this world. Like, there is no other love that can compare to it. Like I have seen, as much as I've seen broken relationships, I've seen happy and healthy relationships. And as much as I admire those relationships and admire the love that exists between that wife and that husband, oh my goodness, there is no love that compares to the love of our Father. Hallelujah. So look, I'm going to give you some scripture so you won't just think I'm talking out of the side of my head. I do have a base because God, look, from Genesis to Revelation, God speaks of his love towards humanity, his love towards you. God, his, the Old Testament, the New Testament, it's, or the old covenant, new it's, it's a covenant relationship. It's an outline of God's love 
for humanity, an outline of God's love for you. Hallelujah. And for me, from Genesis or even through the wars and the, and, the, and the enslavement of the Israelites, love is throughout the Bible. So I'm going to actually focus in on some New Testament scriptures for us just so we can, I can read and are hearing just how much God truly loves us. So before I get to John 3, 6, which I know you know it by heart, I know it by heart, I want to take a minute just to take us back to Genesis and the Garden of Eden so we understand, we know that God had a, a, a solid relationship with Adam when he created Adam and then he formed Eve from uh, Adam's uh, real, excuse me, and, and they had like a perfect union. Adam and Eve had a perfect union between them and God. There was no sin, no death, no uh, uh, sagging, no wrinkles. Y'all know what I'm talking about, like no menopause. Like there was nothing, you know, no, no nothing, no cancer, like no illness, no sickness, nothing. Everything was just beautiful and pure and holy and perfect in the Garden of Eden, right? And so when Adam and Eve sinned against God, that opened the door for death, for um, sickness, for illness, for deterioration of this body. You know, this body breaks down over the years. All that came in the moment Adam and Eve gave their, their will over to the enemy. So in essence, that was the biggest betrayal or one of the biggest, because, you know, Jesus was betrayed as, as well, but one of the biggest betrayals that has happened on the face of the earth, Adam and Eve betraying God. See, God trusted them. He put his confidence in them. Take care of this garden. Take care of the animals. Take care of each other. And the only rule, you only have one rule. That's it. One, you can do any and everything you want to do. One rule, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the only rule. Like, you don't have to worry about feed limits. Like, that's your only rule is just don't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's it. Do any and everything else you want to do. But they, as many of us today, were tempted, and they gave in to that temptation, and they were disloyal to God. They were unfaithful to God. They betrayed God. And so if we have been betrayed, if others have been unfaithful to us, God experienced that first. So he knows what it feels like. So he is moved by the feelings of our infirmity whenever we are broken through relationships. Someone told us that they loved us and we believed them, we trusted them, but they were unfaithful. They betrayed us. They were unloyal, whatever it was, you know, whatever, however they, it, it happened, you know, in your relationship, they were disloyal. They betrayed. And, and it left us again. It left us broken. But God felt it, and he is a perfect one to help us out, right? And we know that Jesus experienced betrayal from um, from uh, from Judas when Judas betrayed him to the uh, the leaders, the religious leaders, he betrayed them, betrayed Jesus for three pieces of silver. So we have our Father who has experienced betrayal. We have Jesus now that has experienced betrayal. Our Father and our big brother know exactly what we have gone through, what we are going through as it relates to betrayal. Hallelujah. So they're the perfect one to shower that love for us and bring forth the healing and the deliverance that we need that we be made whole. Let's go to John 3.16. For God 
so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When that betrayal took place between Adam and Eve and God, God brokenness. Sin, everything, iniquity, everything came in, but God did not want to leave us in a state of betrayal, in a state of sin, in a state of infirmity and sickness and death. He did not want to leave us there, so he sent Jesus to die for our sins. What, I mean, what a great love. Now, Jesus was up in heaven, y'all. I mean, chilling with the Father. Him and God were communing. The angels were worshiping them day and night. And he, in his love for us, because we're broken, right? We're in our sin. We, 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 death has come upon us. But in, in, in it, and even in our state, and even Jesus knowing that we wouldn't always do what he wanted us to do, we would disobey, we would betray him, we would turn our back on him, we would go out and see him, we would give in to the enemy like Adam and Eve did. Even knowing this, Jesus agreed, Jesus obliged his father, allowed God to wrap him up. In, 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 well, you know, little, little seed, inside Mary's womb, he was birthed, wrapped him up in sinful flesh so that he could experience all of the, the, the stuff that we have to experience being in this fleshly body and not just experiencing it, but giving us a way of escape, giving us a way to be delivered, to be healed, to be set free, to be able to live forever. More. What greater love than a man that, that dies for us, that lays down his life for us? No greater love. And, and, and it's interesting because God is, is the one, Jesus is the one that can love us better than anybody, but oftentimes we turn our back on him for other people, for things, for education, for food, for drugs, for alcohol, for sex, thinking that these things will satisfy the brokenness within us, thinking that these things will make us whole, that they will make us alive again, that they will make us feel again, that they will help us move on. But no, only the love of God in its purest form, in its most holy form, can heal us. Can, can take, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, your heart can be broken in 100 million and two, as my grandma used to say, 50, 11 pieces, 10,502 pieces, but God can take those shattered, broken pieces and bring them back together and make our heart Home again. You dropped glass. I dropped glass just last night. Like I was putting something in the trash and knocked over my candle that had already burned. Glass went everywhere. So we have all seen glass shatter, right? You know, I had big pieces and the small pieces, you know, I had to sweep up. But glass, like, sometimes can shatter and just uh, broke, just shatter it, it everywhere. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Joshua, but in the movie, one of the ladies, she was broken, and she took a piece of Jesus can take the broken pieces of our heart and put it together, make our heart receive love. Because when you have walls up, 
you got letting love love. But the flow of love coming into your life. Okay, but live without some type of love, without some type of and if God didn't design us to be that way, he designed us for relationship, right? He designed us for relationship and for love relationship, whether that love relationship is between you and your spouse, with, between your family, between your best girlfriend, your best guy friend, love relationships. God designed us for that. So when we experience brokenness due to a failed love or someone telling us they loved us, but they betrayed us, they abused us, they cheated on us, they did us wrong, they abandoned us, they left us, they hurt us, whatever the case may be, when, when that occurs, that brokenness occurs, God, it, 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 is, it is just imperative that we run to God that he can tell And then we have to step back and say, we need who we allow into our relationship. We need to make sure that that person is who God is sending us. Even if not, and not even as far as getting married, even just to go out on a date, even just to get to know, we need to be careful about those relationships that we are engaging in. Going out to dinner, going out to the movies, whatever, just be careful. And even if God brings them just in our lives for a season, you know, allow that season to take place and move on. I have to agree with what Tyler Perry said. Sometimes we get married to people we were only supposed to be with just for a season. They were supposed to teach us something. We're supposed to teach them something, and then we can go on and go on in our lives. The men in my life that way. They just came for a season because I needed the comfort. I needed the love that God showed through them so that I could be healed further, and hopefully they can see what they need. And we went up our I'm just saying healing and peace and deliverance. God wants to use that person, you know, to minister to us. And then there are other times where God brings a person for that lifetime uh, marriage or for that lifetime, you know, relationship that leads to marriage. We just have to know, have to pray, be discerning, and know which one God has set in our path. Okay? We understand that, that people come as wolves in sheep clothing. So we have to be a discerning people to know who's coming our way. And there have been plenty of times I said, thank you for the compliment of coming over, or thank you, you know, I, I thank you, you know, I'm beautiful. Okay, thank you so much. There's something about you, thank you so much. But you know what? I'm not really comfortable in pursuing anything other than a I'm sure you have to. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, go back and read that for yourselves. But I am going to read 1 
chapter 4, verse 9 11. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son to the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought, we also ought to love one another. So we not only are to experience God's love to keep it to ourselves. You know how sometimes something is so good, you just want to kind of keep it to yourself. You know, somebody, you know, I don't know, diamonds, pearls, whatever. Sometimes it's so good that you want to just keep things to yourself. But God's love is meant for us to share. It is meant for us to show the world that this is who Jesus is. So, again, it is imperative that we allow the walls in our heart, the chains that we have constructed around our heart because of brokenness, that we allow God to get in, heal us up, shower his love upon us, fill us with his love so that we not only experience experience it for ourselves, but so we can experience, so that others can experience God through us. Example that somebody sees. They their version of love is abuse. Somebody beating on them. Their version of abuse is um uh their spouse cheating on them. You know, their version of abuse is you know, verbal attacks against them. That's their version of love. But God has given us the power to be an example of love for other people. What's love got to do with it? Everything. It's got everything to do with it. God's love has everything to do with it. So I have just a couple of more scriptures, and then I'm going to let you go. Romans 8 and 37 and 30, through 39, this is one of, if not my favorite scripture in the Bible. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, we can conquer any and everything because of him, who him, Jesus, who loves us. We can conquer uh, sickness. We can conquer disease. We can conquer fear. We can conquer loneliness. We can conquer depression. We can conquer that brokenness in our lives. We can conquer everything through Jesus who loves us. For I am persuaded, good God, from that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, excuse me, uh, powers comes after, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate me from God's love. Death, life, principalities, powers, sickness, disease, brokenness, what height nor depth, nothing. God's love for me is so powerful, so strong, so root deep that nothing can separate me from his love. I'm determined to not let anything separate me from God's love. That includes that brokenness that we've all experienced, not to even let my brokenness 
separate me from God. God, I surrender. God, I don't want to give up this brokenness. Like, I don't want to give up this hurt. You know, I don't want to. So if, I, if I give it up, that means I have to forgive. I have to let go. I have to move on. And I just want to be mad. It's okay to be mad for a minute. It's okay to be angry, but don't stay there. Don't let that anger, that bitterness, that unforgiveness due to broken love relationships, don't let that hinder you. Don't let that poison you. Don't let that infiltrate your mind so you can't see anything but getting revenge on that person or seeking something or thinking or seeking something ill to happen to that person. Don't let it get that far. It's okay to be angry, to be upset when brokenness occurs, but we have to forgive because we don't want unforgiveness to keep us from God. We want to do everything possible to surrender ourselves to that the love of God will flow freely through us. So nothing, 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 nothing will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I have just one more scripture I want to read in your hearing before I close us out. It is 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. It reads in the King James Version, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is Love The very heart of God, the very essence of God, the very nature of God is love. So some people that we encounter in our lives, they don't know love because they don't know God. They don't know love, pure love, holy love, God's love that, 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 that beareth all things, hopeth all things, that, that doesn't seek uh, ill of other people, that does not keep an account of wrongs, according to 1 Corinthians 13. A lot of us, a lot of people that live upon the face of this earth don't know God's love, don't know love in its purest form, because, again, love was abused. I heard, I heard someone say, I think it was on the TV show, I don't know my husband loved me unless he hit me upside my head. Really? You know, some people just don't know any other type of love. That is why it is important. It is necessary for us to be healed and made whole so that we can be that example of love to the world so that they can experience love, like God's love, like God's agape love, his unconditional love, his love that goes so far beyond who we are, what we are, where we are, our bank account, our status. It goes so far beyond what we look like. It goes so far beyond the, the, the sin that we have found, we'll find ourselves in it so far beyond that. And so what does love have to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. God's love has everything to do with our lives, with how we live our lives, with how we treat people, with how we interact with our spouse, with how we interact with our children, with how we interact with the world, with how we minister to other people, with how uh, how we uh, govern our lives as far as our values are concerned. Love has everything to do with everything that concerns us in this life. So it is imperative, imperative, like necessary, like just needed, like the air we breathe needed to know God's love, to experience God's love, and to show his love to the world so that they will know what real love is. Who is the group that's saying real love? I'm searching for a real love. Yeah, I, I used to be out in the world. Mm-hmm. Was that T 
TLC that's saying that? I'm not quite sure, but it just popped into my my. You know, I'm searching for a real love. God's love, Jesus' love is that real love. So, again, what does love have to do with it? It has everything to do with it. I am done with my teaching for the night. I see that one of my callers has a question or a comment, so I want to take that before I close out. My time is slowly leaving, but I hope it doesn't cut us off before we're able to finish. So, caller, the last four digits of your number is 50. 14, welcome to the show. Hello, how you doing? Wonderful, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey. The reason that I was calling, I thought you would put me in solo was because you kept going in and out, and you couldn't understand all that you were saying. And I also sent you a text. But anyway, I enjoyed what I heard and that you say, the only true love there is is the love of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And if we get that love within us, then we can love anybody regardless. Amen. Amen. That is the truth. Well, I apologize that I was going in and out. My voice isn't that strong tonight because I've been coughing. Uh, quite a bit of the day, so I'm just wondering, was it actually my voice, maybe not the phone, but actually my voice, because I can hear me, um, like my voice is not strong, you know, and so it could have been just my voice as opposed to the reception. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and listen to it. If I need to re-record the show, then, you know, I'll try to do that. But, yeah, but thank you so much for your comment. Yeah. All right. You welcome. All right. You too. So thank you again, listeners, for joining us tonight. If you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit us on our website at com. If you have a praise report, a prayer request, um, any a prophetic word that the Lord is speaking to you, anything that you want to share with us, email us at BeFreeMinistriesNC at Outlook.com. And look, if nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.